0: All right. Hello and welcome in to a Tuesday, March 7th edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast presented by DraftKings. March Madness is here. It's conference tournament time. Uh, Selection Sunday right around the corner and nobody better for the occasion than to bring back onto the podcast. Basketball analyst from stadium from the field of 68, Jeff Goodman. Jeff, how we doing, man? We're good,
1: man. We're good. We got, uh, you know, the next 28 days should be pretty good. A lot of action, a lot of games. Obviously, this week is insane. Trying to keep up with it all. I'm headed to Big Ten here in Chicago. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see where I go from there.
0: Um, all right. Well, there's only there's only a couple times a year that we get this this feeling. One of them is kind of around the holidays when we get those holiday tournaments with the afternoon hoops. Um, but that's kind of the appetizer for for the real afternoon games when basketball is going 12, 14 hours a day. And that that is now. That is this week yeah. and next week um, in in big chunks and with really good games. So what we're going to do on this podcast? We're five days out from Selection Sunday as we record. Um, We'll just kind of go through the major conferences at, at this point and uh, talk potential futures, teams that we think can make runs in these conference tournaments, and if any particular situation jumps up, like oh, I'm really curious to see if we get this matchup on Friday, I would like this team. Feel free to feel free to share some some analysis on that. Before we go, um, this will probably come out Tuesday evening, um, so we're really going to focus on Wednesday and on. But we'll just do one minute here. We got Zags St. Mary's in Vegas West Coast yeah. Conference Championship game on Tuesday night. Um, just real quick, your thoughts on that game?
1: Yeah, I, I like the Zags there. I mean, you know, to me again, they they've split this year. You know, Drew Timmy isn't going out without a, a West Coast Conference title. You know, in, in the tournament, they they didn't get the number one seed in the tourney. I just can't imagine. Uh, they don't win in cover tonight.
0: Two and a half point favorites, minus one forty five on the money line. Um I bet the Zags before the conference tournament, uh at minus one fifteen didn't save that much juice, but a little. I'm I'm back in at minus one forty five. I'm not gonna mess around with the points, um, but I would not be surprised by a double digit Zags victory. Um You look at the regular season, honestly, Jeff, I know people are really down on Gonzaga um, and they're a team that I very well may look to fade pretty early in in the big tournament, uh, depending on who they play and what that number is. But they still only lost two conference games and one of them was on the road to this St. Mary's team. When these two teams matched up, they played 85 minutes because that road game went to overtime. Gonzaga has dominated 75 of the 85 minutes these two teams have played, and then St. Mary's makes that late run to push it to overtime, dominates in overtime, tough road atmosphere, Gonzaga loses. But if you just look at the overall product that we've gotten between these two teams, Gonzaga's dominated like 75 of 85 minutes. So you go to a neutral floor in Vegas. It's not a neutral floor, Julian. It's not a neutral floor in
1: Vegas. That's the other part I was going to get to. It's like, you know, obviously Moraga – it's a high school gym at St. Mary's. That's a big home court advantage for St. Hard Mary's. To play. In Vegas, it's it's a Gonzaga home court advantage.
0: And we saw them we saw them out there on on Monday night. Place was filling up during the first game and uh yeah, I'm 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 team Zags for uh this third showdown between these two teams out west. All right. Let's move to – I know that – well, you actually have a a parlay that you're promoting on DraftKings Sportsbook. So we'll start with these two conferences first, the Big East and the Pac-12. You've got UConn and Arizona parlayed as the conference winners at plus 830. A nice plus price tag for you there. Um, Let's start Big East at MSG. Uh, We've got – let me just make sure I'm right before we say this. Last I looked, UConn was favored. Yep, UConn plus 200 favorites. It's there. We're using quotes here again. Their home floor at MSG. I think that UConn's side of the bracket is pretty stacked. You're going to have that UConn-Providence matchup. Providence is pretty good, but they haven't been good away from home. I think that UConn's probably going to – I'm curious to see what that number is spread on that game in particular. I think UConn's going to roll again like they did in the home game uh, that those two teams played recently. But you also got Marquette on that side of, uh, of the bracket. And on the other side, you've got Creighton at plus three hundred is who I like because I'm the most confident. I think that they're going to be in the final. They're most likely going to play Villanova, who's come on a little bit of late. Um, and then Xavier is the two seed on on that side, but they're without Fremantle at the moment. I like Creighton. I don't Creighton think, ma- I, I I, don't I think, think being without
1: Fremantle won't hurt him at all. At all. I mean, he okay he killed them defensively. Julian, he killed them. Okay. And, and now you got Hunter out there more, they're more of a Sean Miller team defensively. And they got, listen, I'll put those two guards against any two guards in the entire country. Sule, they Bowman, and Anybody. So like, I like this Xavier team, but again, I'm with, listen, Creighton's got good value. The only thing I'll say is UConn's peaking at the right time.
0: Again, that, that is very true. Um, and Xavier, by the way, like if you think that potential xavier Creighton semifinal is going to be a tight game, Xavier's plus 550. Uh, so you're getting almost no. twice the odds than Creighton, which kind of tells me that we're looking at Creighton as like a four or five point favorite in that game if it were to get there, just based off the future numbers. So that maybe that's a little steep, but that that's kind of why I'm betting Creighton now, I guess, so I don't have to bet that game, and I kind of hope they advance Um, are you, if you had to pick, I know you got UConn in the final, you think it's going to be Xavier or Creighton that sees them there?
1: I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a war like, like (laughs) this, the semis are going to be absolutely, I I wish I was going to be there again. I'll be at big 10 in Chicago, but those semis at the garden, if it's Marquette, UConn, Xavier Creighton is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Again, I like UConn here. Because Jordan Hawkins has turned into what we thought Jordan Hawkins was going to be, right? He He's that dude mm-hmm. now. He's that dude. So Sinogo doesn't have to be that, and he can't be. So I, I just feel like they got kind of their mojo back. Marquette kind of coming in as the one seed. I think they're primed to to be knocked off. has done an incredible job with this group this season. But I think, to me, you're, you're, you're buying high if you're buying Marquette here.
0: All right, um, before we wrap Big East, I guess, I don't like talking, like we're five days from Selection Sunday. I don't love necessarily talking final four picks or picks to win at all because we're going to get very similar prices in five days and you're going to see the path. You're going to see the bracket. So I prefer to wait, but um, while we're here, any any overall thoughts on the Big East when it comes to the NCAA tournament that you have your eye on? Again, to me... Because I like man. UConn almost, I like UConn almost more in the NCAA tournament than I than do you. in the Big East, which is weird. I'd sprinkle a, lot of a little are like, bit oh, on the home floor. I'd okay. sprinkle a little bit on Xavier just because of their guards,
1: because they got to me guards win. Shule Boom and Kobe Jones, if they're both on, again, you don't need Fremantle unless Nunji gets into foul trouble or gets hurt. You don't need right. more than seven and a half dudes. That's all you need for the NCAA tournament if you, if you, explain the half, the half, the half. You need another half,
0: seven and a half guys. All right. Um, Pac 12, I think when you put this out, you, it might have even been a good number on Arizona. I know Arizona opened in the plus 200 range, plus 210 to win the Pac 12. They're down to plus 175 on DK Sportsbook. UCLA has gone up to plus 140. Um, it seems like those are the only two teams that are just on a collision course to to meet in the Pac-12 final. USC is next in line at plus 800. Oregon, insanely inconsistent, plus 1,200. Those are the teams behind them. Um, man, I, I'm almost opinionless in the Pac-12. I think they're both plus money. I think if you bet UCLA and Arizona, I would be shocked if you lose money, but you open yourself up to losing both would be the the risk yeah. um and you stand to make a small profit if one of them if one of them wins that said you know arizona got the first one at home ucla gets the next one at home it's going to be a nice fresh revenge spot kind of for arizona, so i get your narrative i just don't know I, here's my narrative UCLA's you the, ready for my narrative is the better team to me but go ahead jalen I clark's you why not you're playing. on arizona
1: but jalen clark's not playing that's With it Carter, right that's it he's out for the this tournament and honestly, wouldn't be shocked at all if he's out for the incident. I picked UCLA in the preseason to win the whole thing. And I really like him if they're whole. They're not whole. Yep. Jalen Clark's maybe the best defender in the country. Not just the Pac-12,
0: the country. And what kind of timeline, Jeff, are we putting on Carter to return in your mind?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think Jalen Clark comes back, I, honestly. At all? I'd be okay. shocked. I don't think he plays in the NCAA tournament. I don't, I don't know for sure yet. But it sure looked like an Achilles injury to me. One that it would be tough for him to come back from uh, that quickly. So, you know, I'd be selling all my UCLA stock right now. All of
0: it. Fair enough. Um, Okay. A conference that has been down this year uh, is the ACC. Yeah. I got a good early number on Miami. Miami. Miami is now plus 340, third in line to win the ACC. That's where I would go here. <clears throat> Virginia's plus 300. Could they make a run? Sure, but I, it's just the same old story. They they don't have the scoring. I'm, I'm not going to back them. Duke, the plus 290 favorite here um, because they have the talent and because it's such a down year, I think, for the conference and they have that talent and they just rounded into form, kind of showing some big road wins recently. Um Makes them, I guess, the rightful favorite in terms of the pricing here. For me, I'm I, Miami's kind of the scariest team, and I'm I'm gonna roll with them at plus three forty. Um, but you know, you've got teams like Pittsburgh had a chance to win the conference. You've got them at plus fourteen hundred. Uh, the, the board is is interesting. Virginia Tech plus three thousand. I know they have to start playing on Tuesday. But uh, what do you make, Jeff, of the the ACC field here, just in terms of their conference tournament?
1: Yeah, I mean, I listen, I throw a tiny bit on Virginia Tech. They did it last year, but they got to win four games. Uh five games, sorry. Five games in five days. That I'd throw a tiny bit on them, but I'm with you with Miami. Miami's been there before. They've got guards. They got dudes who can make plays. Isaiah Wong, Nigel Pack. They figured out how to play small. Uh I would probably take Miami here, but I I like the top half of the bracket. Miami or Duke that's who I like. I'm I'm not, I'm not bodying, uh, you know, I love Virginia in, in the regular season. I just, I don't, I don't love them here. I think Carolina could knock them off. Um, but I don't think Carolina wins the, the ACC tournament either. They, they've shown me nope. too little over the course of the year that they're not going to be able to turn it on again. Now.
0: What's your take by the way, on, on Carolina. Cause it's weird. Uh, here, here's a comparison. That's not, perfect but it's something that i made i i bet saint bonaventure last year to win the a10 they brought back all five like super senior starters from the a10 champs and they were just wildly inconsistent all year in the a10 which I, i'm a rhode island ram so that's a, a league that i follow closely it made no sense to me i had no thought at the end of the year as to like why that happened and I kind of feel the same about UNC, just much larger scale this year. They bring everybody but Manic back, but they replace him with Nance. All the pieces are there for them to be really good, top 10 team all year long, and nothing. Do you, you got anything for me on on why? Chemistry.
1: Chemistry. You know, they hit it for a how, month last they're, year, they're all back. And then they didn't pick like, except up the rest agendas. Uh, Hubert Davis never figured out the buttons to push with them this year. Which were different, right? I mean, obviously last year, nobody had any expectations of them until March 5th. So they were playing with house money this year. All these expectations and these kids just couldn't handle it.
0: All right. I, well, let me ask you this too on the ACC. Because they're, the ACC is a league, Jeff, that I am ready to fade in the NCAA tournament. Um, maybe Miami's got a little bit of a run in them. But I don't see many of these teams doing much and again we need to see the bracket but like if we get some some big 12 acc type of matchups um i know where i'm ready to go there with uh with a team that had a much worse record in in the big 12 even than a team in the acc um what are your thoughts on on how many acc teams can even make it through the first weekend i mean miami and duke miami and duke are the ones that i trust
1: And, and duke it's hard they're super young and they've got a rookie head yeah. coach. And I think Shire's done actually a very good job this year with all the injuries, with all the kids that come in that are thinking they're one and dones, whether they are or not, you're still dealing with that as a first year head coach. I think Shire's done a really good job this year, but yeah, I think they could be a sweet 16 team. They don't have a dude, but they got a lot of good players. Filipowski's yeah. been great this year, like Whitehead, solid Roach. Now, playing his position because Proctor's playing on the point more. So, like, Duke's good enough to win a couple games. Miami's good enough to win three, but I'm with you. I'd be surprised, really surprised, if there's an ACC team in Houston at the Final Four.
0: Yeah. Uh, surprise would be an understatement for me. Um, Big Ten. I really like something out of the Big Ten, and it's a team that is not done well championships surprisingly that's the indiana hoosiers yeah i think purdue being plus 160 here eats up a ton of value at the top of the board which opens up a lot of a lot of long shots to be bet here but the long shot that i'm looking at is is just the next team in line and that's indiana plus 550 to win the big 10 they're on the opposite side of the bracket of purdue um and they've they've dominated Purdue. They dominated them at home and they came from down 4 at half to get a really tough road win at Purdue. So this is one of those ones, you know, we saw some small conference tournaments on uh, on Monday night where teams that had won the two regular season conference games won the conference title game yet again. I think that could be a case here in the Big 10 where Indiana takes down Purdue again. They need to get there. If there's another long shot, I like maybe it's like a Michigan has come crashing down from twenty-five to one to eighteen to one, but still really long odds. Um, let's see. I, I mean, Iowa's sixteen to one. I don't know. Illinois twelve to I mean, one. I, I but like
1: Michigan State here, but I don't love the value at 600. Six,
0: six to one on Michigan State. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't. I don't love that. To me, I probably roll the dice, like you said, with like an Iowa somebody like that at, at 18 to one you know they did you know they, they were really good last year in the Big Ten tournament um they, they've got some momentum now Peyton Sanford's making shots Patrick McCaffrey's coming off a good individual game so I, I might I think Michigan State wins this thing if you're putting a gun in my head but I like okay. Iowa State and I mean Iowa and the value you're gonna get
0: so, just going for the bracket real quick, Michigan would need to beat Rutgers, and then they would get Purdue. Um, Purdue. And then it looks like Michigan State likely gets Iowa, and uh, then would play that Purdue-Michigan winner. So, kind of a tough top half to the bracket, which I I think that's probably what pushed me to Indiana. Indiana's most likely going to get Maryland You're on right. that bottom yeah. side of the bracket. Yeah. And then it would be a Penn State Illinois winner against Northwestern. I just really like Indiana to be there. And once they're there, if you got them yep. at plus five fifty, um, you know you could be re- any of those teams. You know, a Michigan and Michigan State at the top of the bracket could get there, uh, but you'll have a good number at least. Um, let me ask you this: because Purdue's a team that I'm fading in the Big Ten tournament, they're going to be a team that I fade also in in the Big Dance in some fashion. Whether it's playing points against him, they could get a two fifteen matchup where you know, the opposition's tallest players, 6'8", and Edie goes for 30 and 20, and there's nothing you can do. But once we get beyond that, I, I think that Purdue is a team, because of the inexperienced and lack of guard play, that's going to gonna create some trouble. So, again, we got to see the bracket in front of us, but Purdue is a team I'm looking to fade. How do you feel about Purdue in the big tournament as well as some of the rest of the Big Ten?
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. Two freshman guards and a big, who I love, Zach Edie, but big plotting dudes have not fared well in the incident tournament. They've, they've yep. been exposed. So, um, you know, I probably think, you know, they can get to the sweet 16, but I'm not, I'm not picking Purdue to go to the final four, even though I think Matt Painter is one of the best coaches out there.
0: Um, before we finish with the, the sec and the big 12, I'll just throw you one question this way. Does Houston, win the AAC or not they're minus 300 to do so
1: yeah I think so and, and,
0: and to be honest I agree.
1: to be honest I'm probably going to pick Houston and win the whole damn thing no matter what wow. the bracket looks like
0: all right well we can talk about this then I so I with Houston I agree they should win this tournament their toughest test of the year and they, they did lose in conference but their toughest test was going to be the road game at Memphis they get yeah. it at the buzzer um and survive they should they should be okay here on a neutral floor i would think um but i don't even see memphis is all all that that good so they pass the not. Test they not they no. To no, no.
1: listen it's a mid-major league i get it yeah. i get it and, and it's the same concern right we always have for gonzaga right step yes. it up i i totally understand it
0: so uh, but Houston was good in the tournament last year. Like they had some really impressive games. I backed yes. to them against Villanova in the game that they ultimately uh, were eliminated. They're a really good team. They have good guard play and they play tough defense and that's what works in this tournament. I just don't know if when they get to like, you know, if they're in Purdue's bracket or something as the two seed, I'm, I'm going to take them to go to the final four. And then you're at home essentially in the final four. Right. But if they get a different if they wind up playing like one of these big 12 teams, like a, a Baylor in an elite eight game or like I'm just throwing names out there. I don't know, like a teams like that have been so tested on a on a nightly basis twice a week. And Houston hasn't done it in a long time. You're you're just sticking to that guard play in the defense and it's, it's going to get them there. Coaching Calvin Sampson coach and coaching. Multiple- I got to give him coaching. Yes. Multiple guards who can
1: make plays off the bounce and for themselves. Jamal Shedd, without Sasser and, and Tremont Mark last year, they were both hurt. He helped lead them to the the Elite Eight, right? I mean, they were they were terrific mm-hmm. last year. when we, Nobody thought they would do it after losing, arguably, their two best offensive players. You add a freshman in Jarris Walker who could be a lottery pick. Skilled format. So you've got a kid named Terrence Arsenault coming off the bench who's a could be an NBA player a wing who doesn't even play much so they've and they got their bigs which exa- they know what their role is right Kelvin rebound defend run the court set screens do all the little things to make it easier for they can score that's what this Houston team can do and they can obviously defend because that's what Kelvin always does.
0: All right, let's move on to the SEC tournament here. Um, trying to pull up a bracket in front of me. I like to look at it. I like to look at the actual bracket when we're talking about these yep. things. All right. So, I this tournament, Alabama is the number one seed, obviously. Since the Brandon Miller story came out, they're 3-1 and one straight up but they are 1 and 4 again uh they're 0 and 4 excuse me against the spread. They haven't covered any no, of these so games. They've trailed at halftime of all of these games. They're going to get a Florida Mississippi State winner first and then in all likelihood if Tennessee can get through a layup game and then Missouri, they would get Tennessee on that half of the bracket. I think people kind of think that would be the championship game. They're both yeah. on the top half of the bracket with Tennessee being that 5 seed. Bama's got kind of a tough path um i'm interested in a florida or mississippi state first half play when they do play alabama because they've been coming out so sluggish and this stage is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger for this team and more and more questions are going to be asked to this team um i don't have much of an opinion if alabama or tennessee ultimately gets there but whoever does i like the bottom half of the bracket to win in the sec whether it's, I think, the two most likely options, A&M and Kentucky playing in that 2-3 matchup. I like one of them to win it. And if you had me betting a dark horse, uh, I think Arkansas is sitting there 12-1. to 1. They have the talent. Uh, Muscleman always has these guys going in March. But Kentucky plus 400 and A&M plus 550 – it's pretty likely one of those two teams is going to be in the championship game and then you've got yourself a great number and you're fading a Bama and Tennessee team that I want to be fading right now.
1: Give me Arkansas. Give me Arkansas. Wow. And, and, All right. Yeah, I just, you know what? I like the value there. I, I think it's a crap shoot right now. I wouldn't take Al- Alabama even though they've got the easiest draw because again, yeah. they, they might get Tennessee and the I don't, I don't think Tennessee is even going to get there without Sakai Ziegler. I think Tennessee's a team you that you think
0: you think Missouri gets him? Yeah,
1: I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. I think it's gonna be Missouri, every, Alabama. Everybody
0: everybody's overlooking Missouri in that game. Yep. That's a great they're contrarian tough, play, I think.
1: Yeah, they're tough and and but but um I just think Arkansas just got embarrassed by Kentucky at home. Musselman yep. is a, a hell of a coach. He just got Nick Smith back again, a few games ago. He's trying to figure out role allocation again uh, so I would go again value there to me this 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 league tournament's a complete toss up so I'll take the team that I think has the best shot and there's like four to win it Alabama AM Kentucky Arkansas to me I'll take the the one with the best odds which to me is Arkansas
0: yep though those are the three that I'm I'm looking at um, and I, I like the long shot call on Arkansas um sec overall how how do you feel about them in the tournament because in the in the big tournament again this was a league earlier in the year i probably would have told you i liked a lot and now i don't like tennessee in the long haul i don't like alabama in the long haul so it comes down to kind of the same thing of a team like i don't know if arkansas i like them to make a run in the sec i don't know if i like them as much in March but this is a team that beat Gonzaga as a double digit dog in in the tournament last year although they're a lot younger now. It's the same three teams for me, Kentucky, A&M and Arkansas that I think could potentially make a run. Auburn's making a little bit of noise lately. Um do you think the SEC oh, yeah. has much uh much bite in it this this postseason? Yeah, I mean again,
1: Alabama I think has the talent but we'll see how they react with all the Brandon Miller stuff, especially when they get asked about it every game. Yep. A&M, toughness. Yeah, I think they could – they got a great point guard. I mean, that's the one thing with AM. They got the best point guard here. Kentucky's got to get healthy. I don't know if they can run off, like, four straight. Um, so, to me, it would be – I would say Alabama still and Arkansas. I just – I trust Musselman as a coach, and I think you have a lottery pick in Nick Smith and another maybe lottery pick in Anthony Black. That's uh, – I'll start there. I'll start there. The young – They're young, but, like, I I, I wouldn't discount Arkansas with what Moss has done with them the last couple years in the tournament. All
0: right, let's go to the best uh, conference by far, I think, this season, and that would be the Big 12. Um, Just going through the board, Kansas is plus 275. Texas, maybe a little bit easier of a draw if you can get an easy draw at plus 330 baylor plus 475 k-state plus 650 iowa state plus 650 tcu plus 750 and then the extreme long shots are west virginia 15 to 1 ok state 30 to 1 oklahoma 40 to 1 texas tech 40 to 1. i would be shocked if it was one of those bottom four but those top six are pretty good um iowa uh, iowa state i think is going to have its hands full after beating baylor twice and now baylor gets that double revenge spot in its first game against iowa state tough matchup i guess for baylor with iowa state they defend them really well uh but this baylor team is is one that i do like uh overall built built for march experienced guards good yep. front court the pro baylor and kansas assuming baylor can beat iowa state baylor and kansas are going to play uh yeah. in the semi-final i so t- Texas maybe has the easier draw if you consider K-State and TCU winner an easier draw, which it might not be. They could easily beat Texas in that game. But I'm just going to pick the winner of the Kansas-Baylor game uh, to win the Big 12. I guess at plus 475 compared to 275 for Kansas, Baylor's the better value, but that's a really tough call to me.
1: TCU's got good value, really good value. They're the, they got the best, yeah, they, they got the long best value of those six teams. teams. Right? I mean
0: seven and a half to one.
1: Yeah. I, I would say <laughs> to me, I like their their side of the bracket the best just avoid Bill mm-hmm. Self, right? Like I don't want to pick a team that has to go up against Bill Self, period. So I'm gonna take TCU because you got to deal with a Kansas State team that has been I don't want to say average, but they've come down to earth, right? They've come down to earth, and then you probably get Texas with an interim head coach. So, like, I just like the way it's set up for TCU to get to that final game. And then maybe Kansas doesn't get there. Like you said, maybe Baylor beats them. Um, To me, I just think TCU's got great, great, great value.
0: Out of these big 12 teams, Jeff, How many of them do you take serious as as contenders? How many of these teams do you think we see um, again hard without a bracket? But how many of these teams do you think we see make it through to the second weekend?
1: I mean, I think three could could potentially go to the final four. I mean, Kansas obviously, yeah. Baylor obviously, mm-hmm. and Texas even with Rodney Turner as a head coach, like, I mean, they got they got guards, they got everything. Like, there's a reason why they've kept winning with all the adversity they've had to deal with. Um, So I I give Rodney Terry a lot of credit for that, keeping them focused. And again, um, I would say those three, I I don't know. TCU doesn't shoot it well enough to go on a final four run. Can they get to sweet 16? Sure. Could Kansas state with Keontae Johnson and, and, and Marquise Noel get to a sweet 16? Yes. I think that's probably their ceiling. Iowa state I'm out on completely. Um, just the fact that
0: All, yeah, I mean, although I've had uh, I've had some really rough losses uh going against Iowa State or yeah. backing Iowa State I I was on Iowa State when they were up uh whatever it was 23 with 12 minutes to go at Texas Tech and they lost that game in yeah. overtime yeah they can Tough. nobody can fall apart like Iowa State but if they're on on defense like we saw at Baylor they can slow you enough to win a game. Um, all right, so before we before we wrap, Jeff, let's um, you kind of answered it, but I'm going to just give it to you for another minute if you want who, who you think the best team in the country is, and it sounds like you think it's Houston.
1: Yeah, I, I would go Houston or Kansas. Again, I, I start this year more than ever with coaching because I don't think there's a huge talent disparity, and then I'll go point guard play. And I would say the combination of Kelvin Sampson – And Jamal Shedd slash Marcus Sasser is pretty damn good, hard to beat. And then you got Bill Self with Dewan Harris, who's won a national title. I know Dewan the problem with Harris is he's got to score a little bit. He doesn't have to score a ton, but he's got to be a weapon. You can't – like, if they rondo him, he's got to take that shot and make it. So Mm -hmm. it scares me a little bit, but in Bill Self I trust – I mean, look at what he did last year with that group, winning it all. So he could do it again. Houston and Kansas, to me, are 1A and 1B. Uh, Again, I want to see the bracket, but I feel like no matter what the bracket looks like, I'm probably going to pick Houston and win the whole thing.
0: All right, there you go. Jeff Goodman from Stadium, from the field of 68. I'm going to come right back and close out the podcast and give you a few conference tournament official picks for you guys to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. And we'll be back next week after selection Sunday on Unreasonable Odds to talk the full bracket. All right, thanks again to Jeff. We're just going to wrap up the pod solo for a couple of minutes, give out a few official uh, little splashes on these conference tournaments. Um, I mentioned all of them throughout the podcast. i so just going to officially give them out here. All little half-unit plays, nothing crazy in these conference tournaments. But we're going Miami plus 340 to win the ACC. I think they're the best team in that conference. I like the guard play. And outside of the talent on Duke, nothing really scares me in that conference i like the path uh for miami as as well and they kind of had that wake me up loss to, to fsu up up 25 in that game and losing it at home uh that was kind of their wake-up call creighton plus 300 out of the big east i like how the creighton's been playing they're a team that we have a 40 to 1 long shot on to win it all when their main five is on the floor, I think they can be as good as anybody. So in the Big East, they're on the other side of the bracket. You let UConn have their home floor at MSG, face off against Providence, Marquette, some heavy hitters on that side. I think that Creighton's going to get those wins over Villanova and Xavier. So we're going to have a plus 300 ticket in the final game there. And then that's a good price on Creighton if we need to hedge a little. We can. But again, half unit bets on all of these. We're keeping them small. Um, maybe my favorite of the group is is plus 550 on Indiana to win the big 10 again I love their path could be a Maryland Northwestern type of path for Indiana to get there whereas Purdue at the top half potentially battling um battling Michigan uh better teams up there and I, I'm not even sold that that Purdue uh gets there um, but it's a team Indiana's handled twice I like Indiana a lot at plus 550. In the Big Ten. All right, that is a podcast. Thank you to Jeff Goodman from Stadium Field of 68 for joining us here on Unreasonable Odds. Odds Good luck lines to you guys are in the conference tournaments, and we'll be back next week after Selection Game. Sunday to discuss the field for the NCAA tournament. Give out some futures, give out some plays on the Thursday, Friday games, and potentially even for the weekend for some games after that.